Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Thank you for clicking on to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Great to have you. Glad to have you clicking on to this show. And this show is going to be a little unusual because this is the first show we've had since the tragedy in Tucson, Arizona, where uh, people were killed and Congresswoman uh, Giffords was shot in the head. So this is the first show we've had since that horrible, horrible carnage in Arizona. And we're going to be uh, hitting that. We, we don't duck tough things and tough shows so we're going to be talking about that in the show but first let me tell you on this week's show we will be touching on some of the news other than that we talk about some of the things coming up in congress and we're also going to uh give a rock of liberty speech that will be a little different because it will uh, dovetail into what we're talking about of the tragedy in arizona so this show is a little unusual we're going to be talking to uh, some things that we haven't talked about before and some things that need to be said and we're going to be talking about that so you want to listen today uh, very intently and I'll be glad for feedback you know you can go to radio at tparty.ms that's radio at tparty.ms and uh, give me your comments uh, I appreciate the comments we're getting from all over the country appreciate you listening and that's one reason we're doing this show that we can be inspiring, that we can be uplifting, that we can help you uh, search for answers. And there's everybody's asking, where are the answers? And why, why such a tragedy? And we won't know how and why. And so we're going to be talking about some of that today. Before we get to that, let me remind you that uh, Doc Holliday's Tea Party has uh, been so uh, so blessed that we can offer the Tea Party Review magazine. And you can see it right as you go to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. When you get to the front page there, you can see the Tea Party Review magazine. Click on that. Go find out about the Tea Party Review because it's going to be a great magazine. It debuts in just uh, in February, just a few weeks away. Uh, we'll have the first issue. It's going to be one issue a month, and it's going to open up some doors for everybody in the Tea Party movement. It's a great magazine. Every movement needs to have a magazine. And I believe it was none other than Senator Harry Reid said the Tea Party was going away as soon as the economy gets better. <laughs> okay, okay, we needed a good joke there. So you know who you are. You know we're not going away. If anybody goes away, it's going to be Senator Harry Reid. Let him uh, set sail into retirement. Uh, maybe he'll just decide to retire beforehand when he sees uh, what uh, – uh, tea Party movement really is so. Let's go ahead and and uh, check out that Tea Party review on my uh, on the front page, or go to my website www.teaparty.ms. You can go to my website, you can click on the banners there. You go down the page, and uh, you see a picture of Sarah Palin there on one of the banners, and click on that, and make sure you go to Tea Party Review magazine and find out what a good magazine it is. And, and get excited about it. There's a lot of things that are going to be coming out, and it's going to help 
again, be the glue that helps keep the Tea Party movement going, keep us motivated, and get people excited so that people like Senator Harry Reid that want to wish us away is only going to help us stay. You got that? It's going to help us stay. The more people try to fight against the Tea Party, the stronger we'll, be, we'll become. And uh, I got a story I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. But first, let me go ahead and tell you about uh, something in the news. One of the things they're talking about is the debt limit. The debt limit is uh, going to scheduled about in March. They're going to need to raise the debt limit. And we've talked about that before. It's $14.3 trillion now, and it's got to go up, or so we're told. And there's a part of me that wants to say, stop it. Don't let it go up. By all means, we got to keep it from going up. But there's also a part of me that realizes, and I've talked about it on the show before, one of the most important things to, for America is that we, uh, financially, one of the most important things is that we are the world's reserve currency. And there are countries all over the world that would like to keep us and knock us out of that role. There's countries that would like to have a say in that. And right now, there's no say. It's just it is. America is the world's reserve currency, the, the dollar, the American dollar. And it is very important that we do not lose that, uh, that position. Once we do, we'll never regain it. And there's some people say it's inevitable. And there's some people working hard, some countries working hard to pull us down and uh, keep us from having that. What does it mean? Well, it actually means that uh, there's a lot of influence America has. It is part of America's exceptionalism, and I hope that's something that President Obama understands, very important that he understands. And once we lose the full faith and credit of the United States of America, once we lose our position at the, as the world's reserve currency, we will be at a disadvantage in uh way this country can dig out of the debt that we're in so let me just let saying that let me set up and tell you about the the debt limit 14.3 trillion there is a part of me that loves to go out and rant and say no no do not raise it but i think we can be very wise in this number one we america cannot default we cannot lose our position as the world's uh, reserve currency we we if we do it'll be gone forever it's not something you can regain it's uh, a shift in the world's economic and financial uh, powers that be that would never let america return we've got to keep that it's very important so we've got to keep uh, the good faith and credit in the american dollar and saying that i think we need to look at it with president obama and the leaders of our country, the Congress, the Tea Party movement needs to say, you cannot have the debt limit raised without, without some drastic cuts. We need to have some cuts, not only guaranteed, we need to have them before we uh, make a deal to raise the debt limit. And, and not only cuts, the thing is that it keeps growing and growing, this bureaucracy. It's time to start cutting not only the fat, it's like... We are a, uh, the economy is like the heartbeat in the patient. And, and the heart keeps it pumping. And we got to, for the economy to grow, for the heart, we cannot do anything that would endanger the heart. And as much as a Tea Party person I am, 
It's Doc Holliday. I'm here to tell you the Tea Party movement is not ready to do uh, bypass surgery on the American economy. I would love to. I don't think we have enough people in the right positions to do that drastic bypass surgery. I don't think we have the skill level set. I'm just being honest and looking at what's best for America. So I do don't I don't believe we need to say we in under no circumstances cannot raise the debt limit. Well, what I am saying is we can stop smoking ten packs of cigarettes a day, and that's basically what our government's doing when it comes to uh, uh, spending money. And it's like it's like our government. Is, uh, is way overweight and smoking 10 packs of cigarettes a day if it was a real person. Our government is sitting and laying on a couch so big they can't stand up and even walk around the house. I'm saying it's time to get up and start exercising. What happens when you need to lose weight? Anybody that's ever lost weight and had to lose weight knows you don't want to get it started. Once you get started in the program, once you start losing weight, once you get off the milkshakes and the, and the half a gallons of ice cream and all that stuff, when you get that out of your system, you start enjoying saying, how much can I lose this week? Can I drop another pound by eating good and getting out and walking and exercising? And you go from walking to walking fast, from walking fast to slow jog, and from slow jog to running. And that's what we need to do for the United States uh, government that's what these big spenders are it's like they're, they're smoking cigarettes and eating gobs of half a gallon barrels of ice cream <laughs> that, that's what it is when we're spending and in, instead of and in, and in, in, instead of doing anything it's like okay we know we need to do something but give me another uh, i'll take that half a gallon of rocky road over there and uh, give me another pack of cigarettes no that's what we're going to say if we're going to raise the debt limit we're going to say, cut out the smoking, cut out the cigarettes, and if you can't stand it, we'll get you a nicotine patch, so we're going to get rid of earmarks, and we're going to stop, we're going to take the ice cream bucket away, and we're going to say, you, we're going to require you to get up and start walking a half a mile, a mile, but you're going to start losing weight, and that means you're going to start, uh, stop the spending. We're going to start stopping the spending, and that's what we're going to have to do before we, uh, Increase the debt uh, debt ceiling. So that's my opinion. That's Doc Holliday's opinion. We got to move on. Another part. Uh, I got this, and many of y'all probably got this. It's coming across the internet, and I wish I could uh, give you who who has sent it out. Some of you may know. You can email me if you do. But uh, I th I think it's plumb terrific. Let's talk about the health care bill. And I know the Republicans are going to repeal that in the House, and they're having to. Uh, set the timing off since the tragedy in Arizona. But this is what came out, and it says, uh, <laughs> I just let me just read it. Uh, we got this nightmare health care program figured out, okay? What could possibly go wrong with this health care program? So this is what a, a guy's questioning. What could go wrong with the health care program? Let me get this straight. We're going to be gifted... With a health care plan, we are forced to purchase and find if we don't, which purportedly covers at least 10 million more people without adding a single new doctor, but provides for 16,000 new IRS agents. It's written by a committee whose chairman says he doesn't understand it, passed by a Congress that did not read it, but a 
exempted themselves from it hmm. and signed by a president who smokes with funding administered by a treasury chief who didn't pay his taxes for which will be taxed for four years before any benefits take effect by a government which has almost bankrupted Social Security and Medicare, all to be overseen by a Surgeon General who is obese and financed by a country that's broke. What could possibly go wrong with a plan like that? That's why we need health care repealed. It needs to be repealed. And I, I don't say I don't care if people say, oh, there's no way you can get it through the Senate. Well, Harry Reid has said, you know, don't even send it our way. Don't even try. Well, you know what? We got some Democrats, about, uh, I think about 21, 23 Democrats. We talked about that in the Senate. They're up for re-election in 2012. Let's, let's see how they feel about this health care bill. Uh, let, let them stand on it. Let them stand on all the uh, Nebraska kickback and the Louisiana purchase. Let them stand up and be proud of that piece of sausage legislation that's going to just absolutely kill the financial uh, whereabouts of this country. Uh, nobody will know where we're about as a country when this thing goes through. Nobody knows how what a boondoggle is going to pull you know, from small business to big business. Why do you think? I think it's well over 200 companies now have asked to opt out of Obamacare because it'll ruin their economic uh, future. And I always wonder why. Why can you opt out by the good graces of the Health and Human Services Secretary? And does that mean you, um, let's see, does that mean if you make a good donation for the 2012 election, you get to opt out? Uh, I don't know. I'd like for somebody to look into that. But I'm telling you, we have got uh, some serious problems with this health care uh, law that is in effect that people are finding out. Like Nancy Pelosi said, we've got to pass it to find out what's in it. Well, we're starting to find out, and I don't know if the picture is getting pretty in fact uh i'm afraid i'm afraid the businesses are saying <clears throat> they're uh, wanting to say mm, we got to do something about that they're saying it by wanting to opt out of it uh we got to move on and before we do let me remind you that you are listening to doc holiday's tea party and you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net, and if you don't know it, internet radio is just taking over all kinds of places, and it's even getting where it's going to be easier and easier to get into cars, and you can go just right now, anytime you want to. You click on Doc Holiday's Tea Party and listen to it at your convenience, and we give you a new show every week, and I appreciate you coming on and, and clicking on and listening to Doc Holiday's Tea Party. We're glad to be a part of your life. And you are the reason that I get to this microphone, and the Tea Party movement is one reason why I'm excited and passionate about the Constitution of the United States, about we, the people, having a voice. And that's one reason we uh, put this show together. So thank you for listening. Uh, we're a good team, and I've told you before, we're going to be working in the future together, you and me, as uh, we get closer into uh the Republican primaries, which will be, you know, less than a year away. We're talking about uh, Iowa, uh, the Iowa caucuses uh, coming up almost a year away now. So there's a lot we're going to be uh, portraying out starting about March or so. So keep listening. we got some great things going on as we cast the vision of the Tea Party movement, saying all those things to uh, let you know that 
We are going to be on top of things right here on Doc Holiday's Tea Party, and we want you to be a part of it. Again, email me uh, at, at radio, email at radio at teaparty.ms. That's the address if you want to send me some email, and so many of you already have, and I appreciate that. And don't forget, once again, go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. Go there and pick up uh, my book. I ordered the book. It says, I, I, uh, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. And that book has got a lot of good comments, and I appreciate your comments you've given to me about it. For those who haven't read it or haven't got it, uh, those of you got a liberal friend or a conservative friend, it's good. Everybody needs to read that book. So go go to the website, www.teaparty.ms. Pick up that. Uh, go to Also, uh, check out that Tea Party Review magazine, debuting in February. Great, great magazine. Great, great um, staff and editors putting that together. And that's what our movement needs. We need something to help coalesce us and, and give us a place to... Uh, Mesh our ideals, and they won't all be agreeable, but that's the, we need to have that publication, that place to come together with the Tea Party movement so that we can keep affecting, affecting this uh, government that uh, we're a part of. Now, I told you I was going to tell you a story a little bit uh, a while ago. Let me tell you a story, about, a true story that's happened that I, I think it's so great, epitomizes the Tea Party movement. There's an elderly lady and uh, they have a hair uh, dress, uh, I guess a beauty salon, but they, they've been at it for years. And uh, her and her sister decided to start their own tea party group because they were tired of this government and the way it's just going to the far left and just getting radicalized, they felt like. they just So they, uh, they said they're going to form a tea party group. And they got awarded of a certificate of... Uh, uh, declaring them as being the the uh, eldest Tea Party uh, founders of any Tea Party group in the state of Mississippi, and they are the the oldest that have put together a Tea Party group. The sisters are age eighty and ninety two. Can you believe that? In the state of Mississippi, they got awarded a certificate by signed by the governor, lieutenant governor, and and it's just amazing that that we have uh, some folks that love their country and they're staying on top of things and say, we want to be a part of what's going to save this country. Even though they know they don't have many more years to, to live, they want to do what they can to help save this country. And that should excite you because it excites me. And I know there's a reason when you're listen, listening to this show, I know there's a reason we're working together, you and me, and we got a great future ahead of us this year going through all kind of things and saying that i want to leave it on a good high note because we're going to work together and that brings us right into the point that i want to talk about at the first of the show we're going to talk talk about the tragedy in arizona we're going to talk about it a little differently than you've heard anywhere else because this is doc holiday's tea party and you got to recognize when i say doc holiday's tea party yes i get kidded about being doc holiday uh, before I went to dental school, my dentist said, uh, Ed, you know when you get to dental school, you're going to get pegged with a nickname, Doc Holiday, and it's going to stick with you because Doc Holiday, uh, the Western uh, Doc Holiday was a dentist, went out west, and so when you hit the dental school, you're probably going to get picked up with 
nickname. So I've learned to enjoy it. I don't try to fight it. And, and uh, yes, I'm a gun owner, but I'm not a gun collector. I don't go uh, all out with uh, gun collecting. And, but I do <laughs> I do have some uh, uh, pictures in my office. In the, in, as you come in the office, it's, uh, it has uh, depicts the shootout at OK Corral and uh, the uh, Earp Brothers and Doc Holliday. And I thought, well, if people are going to nickname me Doc Holliday, I'll just put up some posters and... and, and uh, and, and I have got them up there. I, I went to Tucson, Arizona about 10 years ago to run in a marathon and and enjoyed running in a marathon. But I was so close to the tombstone and the shootout of the OK Corral, I thought, well, I've got to go out there. I've just got to go out there. So uh, everybody kids me about being Doc Holliday. And I went out to Tombstone and went through that uh, city in uh, December. thought in Arizona I would be uh, nice and warm and like to froze to death there <laughs> but it, that wind come sweeping across the the desert in the middle of nowhere i, I and and it is uh, you have to drive through a lot of that desert tumbleweed blowing country before you get to tombstone from tucson so i have uh put together that uh, persona and that's what's come together in this uh internet radio show doc holiday's tea party and, and that's one reason that I wanted to tell you that this tragedy in Arizona is not like a shootout at OK Corral. It's not like some Western movie. We have people that have been killed in cold-blooded murder. A little girl, nine years old, elderly folks, and a congresswoman of the United States Congress shot in the head, fighting for her life. And that's something we need to talk about and deal with, even though we don't like to. It's a tragedy, and we're not just going to move on. I'm going to talk to you about that. And so let's, let's look at some of the facts. On January 8th, there was a lone gunman that uh, we know now as the, had mental problems. But he opened fire, shot very close, almost point-blank range to... Congresswoman Gifford's head, Gabrielle Giffords from Arizona. And she's a blue dog Democrat. And she had a fierce race against the Tea Party back candidate, and she won. And she went back to Congress. She had uh, supported the health care bill, and, and, but she was a very uh, conservative Democrat in many ways. But what I want to say is, we leave politics alone on this. Murder, murder is never condoned in any society. And I don't care what her politics were. I don't care what anybody's politics are. We've got to have a full debate, a robust debate. And that's what politics is. There's never room for murder, never room for violence. And this Tea Party movement must speak out. And one of the first things that one of the victims of, uh, of the mainstream media was going right after conservatives, going right after Sarah Palin. And you heard it. I heard it. It made me sick to my stomach the way some in the mainstream media just uh, used this like an opportunity, used it to make political ground. And I just think it's not only pathetic, it's really sickening. It makes me sick at my stomach to think there's just people 
out there who are professional journalists who will stoop down and, and use a tragedy and blame it without any facts whatsoever. Even after just a year before, after the, the, the tragedy at Fort Hood, when they said, oh, we, we can't say anything, we don't have the facts. And everybody knew that there was a Muslim that had, uh, his faith was strong Muslim, and, and he uh, took out a rampage shooting at Fort Hood. But they said, we got to hold up. Don't say anything. Don't jump to the conclusions. Where was that same restraint after this tragedy on January the 8th? Where was that restraint? It was not present. And I want to tell you that right now I, I'm hurting. I'm hurting like the nation's hurting. I, this tragedy, uh, I've thought about running for Congress before. I worked with a candidate that won, and you heard him on his uh, show two or three weeks ago, uh, uh, Congressman uh, Alan Nunley in the 1st District of Mississippi. And I was glad he won. And yet, anybody in the limelight, there's some crazy, mental, unstable people that may pull a gun on them. They could pull a gun on you or me or anybody. Our society does not condone murder, cannot condone murder. And at the same time, the, the hurt that we have for Congresswoman Giffords is uh, overwhelming. Not only her, this is what we see a little piece of America that was there with her. These are those who died. There were uh, six others. Well, there are six that died. And uh, we pray for Congresswoman Giffords and the others that were injured, we pray for their uh, well-being and their health to come back. We also pray for the families that lost their loved ones. And it was, uh, uh, there was one lady, a 79-year-old widow. They went to shop there. Uh, there was a Dorothy Morris, 76. Darwin Stoddard died in his wife's arms because he had protected her. He'd given his life up for her. There's a young, young aide that was working with Congresswoman Giffords. Mr. Zimmerman, 30 years old. He was planning on getting married. His life has ended. And of course, you know, we've Talked about the federal judge, John Rowe, 63. He stopped in after mass. After mass, he went over to visit with the congresswoman. And I, we know one of the saddest is a child that has the future ahead of her. Christina Taylor Green, nine years old. Third grade, her classmates elected her to the student council. She was interested in government. Therefore, she was there to see Congressman Giffords. And she died. She was murdered by a madman, by somebody that's insane. These six who died, those who were injured, keep them in your prayers, their families in your prayers. In a tragedy like this, 
you just wish somehow you could roll back time and it can't be rolled back. But it's a reminder of life. It's a reminder of do what you can while you can. There's a couple of things I want to say. Everybody was jumping conclusions about who this might be in the political rhetoric. But I want to tell you a couple of things that nobody's brought out about the shooter. If there's anything political that should be said about the shooter and anything that should be done is, the, number one, who wants to legalize marijuana? This guy was a pothead, dope-smoking pothead. And, and people, the, his friends said they'd smoke pot together. And it wasn't just once or twice. He's a pothead. Now, what did that do? Did that fry his brain? You know, we need to be, do we really want to legalize marijuana? Thank goodness the people in California didn't. They put it on the ballot. Why didn't somebody talk about him being a pothead? Why didn't, that's what we need to be talking about if you're going to put any politics in it. Now, the other thing is, if you can call someone devout, he was a devout atheist. Said he hated religion. You know, people got to understand, instead of talking about the rhetoric and the political rhetoric, I don't think he had a thing to do with this killer. He, uh, it, it may or may not, we don't know who can get in his mind. But I can tell you one thing, we got a system that tells everybody that, you know, we, we evolved from the, the pond scum into a fish that evolved some kind of feet and walked up on land and turned into a bird and flew and then turned into a mammal and you know I, this evolution stuff and when you teach that we're just pond scum then some of these people that have men, mentally unstable and just think well i'll kill some pond scum i i just i don't want to go on on that but i'm telling you the two biggest things that nobody picked up on is number one he's a pothead dope smoker number two he was an atheist that hated religion and if you don't believe in God, how can you really believe in your fellow man? If you don't believe in a heaven or a hell? And I think about these people who died and what it means for us. And what it means for us is we've got to live. We've got to live in this world. And our time is limited. There's not anybody that's not going to die. It's coming. It's coming. And I, I'm a believer, and I'm telling you that our time on earth, nobody knows when it's going to end. There's not a single person that died there that day that expected to go there and not come back alive. It's tragedy. It's awful. There's nothing I can say to make it go away. So do pray for the... Do pray for the families, all those involved. Those are still recuperating. Pray for Congresswoman Giffords that she can come back strong and be a, be a force in the Congress. We need firm, good debate. We need, we need uh, people that are willing to stand up and speak their mind. And I believe in free speech, and I believe liberals should speak just as much as a conservative or a center roader or a conservative, you know, the, the conservative side. And that's what the Tea Party is about, is that robust debate. It's not about violence. Just uh, 
last week. Go to last week's show. Before this tragedy ever happened, we had the show with uh, Reverend Bill Owens. Go back and listen. He wa- he marched with Martin Luther King Jr. And he, he we in that show we talked about being nonviolent and the nonviolent acts of the movement that moved and. And, and he tells you a little bit about the training they had to go through where they would sit there when people put hot cigarette butts on their necks and make sure they wouldn't fight back because they wanted the frontline people to be prepared for what the idiots might do that they, they were working against. So the Tea Party movement is a nonviolent movement. There's no room for violence. Because we have the Constitution, when we say we're going to go back and use the Constitution and get back to constitutional principles, we know in that Constitution our founders provided a way to change the government without shedding blood, without doing any violence, and that's getting people to vote. And you got every right as a Tea Party person to get out and have, have debates and talk about what needs to be talked about and influence and win friends for the Tea Party movement. And the Tea Party movement is nonviolent, we will remain nonviolent, and we'll move on, and we will not back down from debating and from talking about the issues of the day. And that's our Rock of Liberty speech today. And I just want to say, in closing, there's a couple poems. I'm going to say a, a phrase from Shakespeare. And then uh, we're going to have a poem from Robert Frost, an American poet. And that's going to end our show today. And, and when I get finished, I just before I read the poems, I, I want you to know that next week we're going to continue on. This Tea Party movement is going to be stronger and better. We're going to stand on truth and principles. We're going to pray for Congressman Giffords and all those involved. And we're going to make this country a better, stronger country. This tragedy is not going to stop the movement of America getting stronger and better because we, the people, are working together. That doesn't mean we all will agree, but we will work together because that's what democracy is about. That's what this republic is about. And, and though I may not agree with everything Congresswoman Giffords has said and how she voted, I agree that she's a part of the United States Congress, and she de- she deserves our best in making sure she is healthy and back on uh, back in her seat that she can give her very best to this nation. And that's what I encourage you to do. Now, let me read a couple poems for you, and we will see you next week. The first poem is not really a poem; it's a line out of Julius Caesar, Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. O oh, insupportable and touching loss. And that's how I feel about this Arizona tragedy. Now, there's a poem from Robert Frost, one of the premier American poets that everybody loves. I'll read a poem that you've heard before, you know. Some of you know it by heart. And that's we're going that's be our end of the show. And I'll be glad to see you next week. Click on and we'll continue casting a vision next week. You don't want to miss next week's show as we uh, finish up casting a vision of the future of the Tea Party movement. Stop in my woods on a snowy evening. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow.
My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep. And miles to go before sleep. And miles to go before sleep. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.